Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. Well, hello there, Arms. Hello there, Barker. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going. Uh, made some playoffs, made some, missed some playoffs. But guess what? It's playoff time. That it is. It uh, is playoff time. Week 13 has came and gone, and the playoffs are upon us. You know what I find ironically beautiful? That the James Conner owners don't get to use him round one. Or Melvin Gordon owners. Who, well, see, or Kareem Hunt owners. Well, you know, I mean, we'll get into that in a second. The but, playoffs are drastically altered. Yes, right now. yes, yes. Um, I mean, I, I feel bad for the uh, Melvin Gordon owners, and I mean, I, I feel bad for the owners of Kareem Hunt, but the the James Conner owners kind of lucked into getting James Conner. I mean, they. They, they took a chance, and it paid off. They did. And it paid off in dividends over and over and over again. And, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they should really have somebody else there. They should have another, you know, viable option. They do. Other than James Conner. Waiver wire pickup of the week, Jalen Samuels. Okay. Hey, actually, uh, Jalen Samuels is, he's, uh, I, I believe he's in the sleeper mold. Like, Jalen Samuels was a guy with a little bit of sleeper hype coming into the draft. And um, I'm not saying that you're doing right by blowing your free agent dollars on uh, Jalen Samuels. I absolutely. I mean, if you have, I'm if you need somebody, give them all. if you need, if you need to replace James Conner this week, and I mean, my Austin Eckler's on a team most likely, so it's really in the grand scheme of things, you're looking at Jalen Samuels. Yeah, hey, I mean. You got to do what you got to do. People are rushing to pick up Jeffrey Wilson of the Niners, Jalen Samuels. People rushed out and pick, uh, picked up Spencer Ware. That was a mistake, uh, at least in my eyes. Chikandrick West is probably going to make a timeshare out of that. Which leads me to uh, your new running back arms, C.J. Anderson, Oakland Raider. The Chiefs pass on him. John Gruden says, you know what, man? I'm going to spider wipe him in. I, I, bring him in. I don't mind C.J. Anderson. Actually, Chad would beat me up on this. I like C.J. Anderson at this point better than I do Marshawn Lynch whenever he was healthy. Ah, I still like Marshawn. Uh, Marshawn's a better character, not a better football player. I think he's a better football player. I I disagree, man. He's not. He he, he didn't age like AP. You know what I mean? Adrian Peterson still breaking off 90-yard runs, which, by the way, did nothing else. Crazy. Nothing else the rest of the game. He got eight more yards. He picked up eight. That, that's it. Yeah, I know. But, um, but I mean, CJ CJ Anderson, I'll give him credit. Even though he got dropped by the Panthers, he did average over four yards carry. So he still had. He obviously still has something left in the tank. But man, I just think back to whenever the uh, Miami Dolphins rumors were rampant that they were signing him in free agency, uh, or or maybe it was. Uh, no, I think I think there was trade was. rumors. They were talking trade rumors before free agency. Year before he became a free agent, there was talk that they were gonna they were looking to trade for CJ Anderson, and I was just like, and I'm glad it didn't happen. I mean, I could be wrong, but he was about a, a thousand ish yard back. Nothing great, nothing awful. Inconsistent. It reminded me of like a, and I, I I don't know about style of play, but you know, 
he's going to get you 100 yards sometimes, and he's going to get you 50 other times. Not really a lot of consistency. No. You know, like Mike Davis is the name that keeps coming to be, coming to, uh, to mind. It's like, yeah, he's going to be okay, but he's also might get you 40 yards next week. Right. Now, before we go full recap, let's let's talk about the playoffs a little bit. Arms, how many how many leagues did you are you playoff bound in? Um, I'm in two. Um, I did take over. I t- I took two really really bad teams over, so I'm out of those ones. Uh, my main league, I didn't make it, but just I, Kamara and Thomas just let me down the last three weeks. And yeah, that I mean that was go. that was my stretch. I I needed to win those three games, and and I didn't. And uh, I mean I, Derek Carr's my quarterback. You know, in that league, and there's no depth available in the waiver wire. Um, what carried you all season to a winning record laid you down at the end. It absolutely did. And I mean, you, and that happens. You live by the sword, you die by the sword, you know? Absolutely. I did not play my best. Uh, my team did not have its best finishes the last three weeks. So with Melvin Gordon out, then in my set, you know, my number two league, I, I'm a Kareem Hunt owner, uh, which, yeah, let's talk about it. His beard's weird. Let's talk about it. Kareem Hunt. Uh, first off, arms justified or not justified? Okay, so I am, if you've never watched on YouTube, never looked at our picture, I'm not a black man in America, all right? So I, I obviously, there's apparently no word offensive enough to me to have a reaction of what that lady supposedly said to him. I don't know. I didn't hear an audio or anything like that. First off, chick at the hotel, you never say that to somebody. You know, you know that's offensive to him. And you're, you're, Has you're, it been proven that that was said? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But with that being said, I mean, the one thing, like, the kick, I don't think it was an egregious anger kick. It almost looked, the kick almost looked playful. It mm. was like like a little nudge to the butt. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it looked like to me. Mm. Maybe I seen it slowed down. I don't know. It just didn't, the kick to the butt just didn't look violent. It looked like a good punt that he held back on a little bit. He was, they were... It was fourth down, and they were on the 50, and he was trying to pin them inside the 10 is what that punt looked like to me. He didn't give it the full force, but he gave it enough to get the point across. But what I will say is, I mean, he was clearly trying to get in her face. Nothing good's going to come of that. No. He was lunging. He was trying to fight people off him to get at her. They were holding him back for a reason. Yes. It wasn't that they didn't want him sharing words. Mm Mm-hmm. Or having words, it was uh, we better hold cream back, or it, it appears that something bad's going to happen. Someone go get Ray Rice. Yeah, and I mean, maybe I just, I I watched the video once because I don't like seeing that kind of stuff. And to me, it looked like he just blasted into some dude trying to get after her, and that's what knocked her down. And that's what the whole incident's really about is her getting knocked down the way that she did. But he looked like he was trying to get after her the entire time. So, like, there's yeah, no excuse was... of, oh, well, he didn't really hit her, he hit him. Dude, right. you, you were still making a mistake. He was aggressing. Yes. I mean, he was definitely being the aggressor. He was trying to get to her. Why try to get to her if all you're going to do is talk? Because you can yell at her from across the hall. Exactly. So Exactly. Now, question, and, and I mean, I'm 100% against any violence against women. Period. He was drunk. I don't care. No, 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 no. I thought that was a question you were getting ready to ask. No, no, I'm no. I'm not making no, no, an excuse no, no, no. for him. But, I thought you were getting ready to say, was alcohol a part or was anything like that? I think clearly they were alcohol, coming home from a party. A lot of alcohol reveals who you are as a person. Absolutely. Okay. And 
Maybe Kareem Hunt's a better man than that. I hope he is. The question that it bears out now is, is Kareem Hunt done? Is, is his career over in the NFL? Some people are extremely confident that it is, and it, it is def, it's a 50-50 split. You, I've seen just as many people saying he's too young, he's too talented, he's going to get another uh, shot, Joe Mixon's still in the league, Tyree Kill's still in the league. Granted, that was pre-NFL incidents. It didn't happen while they were in the league. To me, it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter. I, I don't, you know, anybody that's been, I, I don't know, it's just, yeah. I, 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 as an NFL team, I'm not bringing in anybody that's been proven of domestic violence. That's just me. But it everyone's on the fence. I personally do think he'll be back next year. Let me ask Someone you. Someone will sign him. Do you think he should be back? No. Okay. No. Do you believe in second chances, though? Yep, but second. I had this. I, I mean, that, that's, that's, yes. that's the real question in I my do. mind. Do you believe he can actually learn from this mistake and yes. and earn his way back into the league? That's that's no. that's the real question to me. It, it's a yes and no. It's a gray area question for me because second chances, I'm all about him. To me, his second chance should be uh, going out and doing good things for his community, going out and doing good things for uh battered women going out and doing he, he should take his second chance and do something good in life not football okay not, not football his second chance to to be like should he get a second chance at the NFL no it, it's like losing a job dude you blew it if i if i lose a job if i lose a really good high paying job if i f up really bad and i lose that job they're not going to hire me back and to me, but, but do, does another company deserve the opportunity to hire you back? I guess we're looking at teams as companies, sure. But I look at the NFL as one entity. Be just okay. Say you worked at Walmart and you got fired for doing that exact same thing to a woman in Walmart while you were, you know, and you were working for them, whether you were on the clock or not. You could have been in the Walmart on video after your shift, and you did that. Walmart fires you. I don't think Walmart in any other city is going to hire you. Correct, but with Target. See what I mean? Like Probably not if there's video. So, it, I, once again, I don't agree with it, but I feel like if there, if, if there becomes a level of lesson learned, listen, I, and I don't, can, these are not comparable things to me, okay? I'm not going to say that domestic abuse and dogfighting is the same. I'm not going to say domestic abuse and murder accusations are the same. But Dante Stallworth, who vehicular manslaughter, killed somebody while I was drinking and driving, if I'm not mistaken, he got back in the league. Uh, Ray Lewis, who was on trial for murder, uh, a lot of people believe, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to speak you know, accuse him of anything. A lot of people believe that Ray Lewis actually just paid a fall guy to take the rap for him. He's a hall of famer at this point, long after that murder trial. All right. Michael Vick dog fighting. He gets back in the league. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, how many, how many professional athletes have basically settled out of court, a rape case, and they're back in whatever professional sport away may be, whether it's Ben Roethlisberger in the NFL Kobe Bryant, the great Kobe Bryant, went through a rape trial whenever he was playing in the NBA for the Lakers. Well, only Lakers, obviously. They were flying him back and forth to court. 
on away games. I mean, there is uh, – I feel like he's going to play again. I I I can't justify it. I uh, I I – I, it just such a slippery slope on determining when and where the lesson was learned. Right. Because if the lesson's learned and he understands it's a mistake and he understands, you know, and, and there's like true real remorse, but what, yeah, what if he's just lying? You're, 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 that's the problem. We're unable to determine if there's true remorse. We you won't know. Like, are we going to make him take a lie detector test? You know, there, there's really no way to measure that. But I, I will add this. All those names you just mentioned, all those cases you just spoke about, um, would I have the teams back if they did not bring them back? Would I have every team in their respective leagues back uh, if they did not bring those guys back? Yes, I would. I would have their backs. I, 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 agree. I can't say that I have that I would have their backs. Uh, you know, in the in the, alt, in the alternative situation, you know, alternative decision. Like, I, I just, you know, I, I accept it. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is back in the league. I'm not a fan. Never have been, especially since that moment. Kobe Bryant got back in. Not a fan. Was it before? A, wasn't after? It uh, seems like there's a lot of, and, and I, I don't agree with this, but there, it's almost like winning cures everything, and people just forgot about that Kobe Bryant most case. Most people and, do. And people forgot about Ray Rice. I've never forgot about any of them. You know, people for unless you're a Bengals or you know AFC North fan, a lot of people forgot about the Ben Roethlisberger case. Right. You know, I I never have. I, I, I and and I and I restate, I was a fan of Ben Roethlisberger because he's out of Miami of Ohio. Yep. Uh, a lot of my family has been around or went to school at Miami of Ohio, and I was a Roethlisberger fan. And then after after those allegations, after that, you know. You know, true or untrue, you've done something to get those allegations, most likely. And you you can't, when it comes down to a situation of did he do it or didn't he do it, I'm not going to go with he did. So Ben Roethlisberger, rapist, I don't know. I have no idea. But the fact that it's possible, not a fan anymore. I mean, it's possible for anyone in that level. I mean, Gary Conley got accused of it until like four people were like, no. No, he didn't do it. Yeah, there's there, a lot there's, of people. There, it, yeah. it seems like every year during the draft, there's something that comes out about somebody that's along those lines. Right, and if it, if it's a case that goes away very quickly and there's like little smoke to it, little fire to it, then I'm able to overlook it. Yeah, but, but when it goes to trial, how much of that turn it can't come from money though? How much? How much? I don't know. We're getting too deep. In I now. mean, I know, but then I guess my point is if. And once again, not saying anything's right, but my point gets to be to where does if Kareem Hunt throws some money at the hotel and at this girl, does it all of a sudden make it all go away? Or does, you know, I mean, does Ben Roethlisberger, did he set out of court? I don't know. And, you know, and I, I would hope that he didn't do it. But, man, I mean, it feels like the stage has been set for people to be able to come back. And, I mean, Ultimately, the system's broken, but the system's not broken based on what the NFL does. The system's broken based on what professional athletes are doing and their abuse of their stature and their power. It's unfair, but usually anybody who has these kind of allegations against them, more often than not, it's true. So unfortunately for the people that are you know, innocent in these allegations, we as humans 
pretty much assume that it's true when these things come out. Sad but true. I mean, we have no choice because the truth is hard to find. Yeah, so, I mean, unless you have video, and that's—I mean—that's really the damning thing for you for know Kareem, for Cream yeah. Hunt. That's that why was, he that, may not be back. That's that was the big thing about Ray Rice. I mean, you you got to see it, and you know, as far as the Adrian Peterson situation, there was no video of what Adrian Peterson did. There was right. no video of uh, Greg Hardy that I'm aware of, but there was pictures. You know, Greg Hardy was is a grade A piece of human garbage. You know, the, the heck guy, of an MMA fighter so far. Yeah, he's he's dominating the women's division. <laughs> uh, but Greg Hardy's just, I mean, a terrible human. But he kept getting a chance, and it's like talent apparently trumps all. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would have been fine. Joe Mixon, the the I think is a very good football player. If he never made it to the NFL, I'd have been okay with it. Me too. I would have been okay if Tyreek Hill, one of the best receivers in the league. Me too. If he didn't make it, that's fine. If 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 everyone just. It's going to take the league saying, you know what? No, we we don't want any part of this. Yeah. But, but here's where the problem lies. What about Zeke Elliott's situation? Too much unknown. The Zeke Elliott situation to where there was literally text messages. I'm going to set him up. You know, I'm going to make him pay for, you know, not staying with me, that kind of garbage. And Zeke Elliott gets a six-game suspension for something that was nowhere near close to even – being possibly true from my understanding. And I disagreed with that at the time, 100%. Yeah, and, and I did too, but, you know, then it becomes, what if Zeke did it? You know, what if it was just at a different time? So, right. I don't know. Let, let's get away from the 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 downtrodden and the, the things that, you know, the the sadly the, what the real world becomes at times. Let's talk about some, uh, some of the possible coaching carousel. Before we do, real quick, if Kareem Hunt does come back, do where where do you predict he would land? I mean, it's got to be a team that's willing to take on character issues, right? Um, I mean, honestly, the team that comes to mind the most that's willing to take on a character issue, I think it's the Raiders. Okay, I think they're they are willing to take on a character issue, which I, I as a Raiders fan, I'm you know, I don't like the decision. I mean, you know, if if he learns his lesson and comes back as a better human being, which is diff- it's impossible to judge, you know, then fine. But I, I don't. At a minimum, he needs to learn his lesson and be out of the league for a year. At a minimum, I agree. I I will say uh, the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills overlooked the late tweet that came out during the draft about Josh Allen, and I think it's. I think it's okay that they overlooked that. I think he was young, he was like 15 being an, years old, young being an idiot. And to be honest, don't know what I never could. I want to say there I, was I some never, racial slurs on it or something like that. No, no, there was, but but I can't. Or Josh Allen like being that. Josh Allen being an athlete and playing. I I want to. I didn't see any evident proof that it was meant to be a racist thing, and not him being white rapper-ish and, and yeah. just using that word. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah, Eminem used to use it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's it just, again, we won't go down that slippery slope, but the Bills overlooked that about Josh Allen. They also brought Richie Incognito in after the bullying scandal with Miami. I think the Buffalo Bills, if Kareem Hunt 
uh, serves his full suspension. You know, that's a team that might take him on, a desperate team. And If the Cowboys didn't have Zeke, players. there's no doubt in my mind they'd give him a shot. They probably would. And, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if after a year, if Cream Hunt's available, they dangle Zeke out for some trade bait. Ooh, I don't know about that. But before coaching carousel, one last thing, Kansas City. They no longer have a star running back. A lot of speculation that I actually like and uh, agree that would be a good fit. Lev Bell, KC, or someone else to KC in the offseason. Lev Bell to Kansas City is a wonderful fit. Um, I don't remember all of uh, Mark Ingram's contract situation, but Mark Ingram's going to be available from be- best of my knowledge. He's hurt himself a little this year, I think. Yes, but, you know fairly cheap compared to what he would have been last year is he the dynamic back that a cream hunt is or Le'Veon bell is absolutely not but there's not a lot of that level of guy available right. in the league so you know if uh if you're not willing to pay Le'Veon bell you know mark Ingram's going to be a, a, a lot cheaper option and I, I don't know who i mean who's going to pay Le'Veon bell that is a contender mate Maybe KC, just because they've got that kind of team. I don't know. Well, they, do, they do have a lot we'll of cheap see. contracts. They do. I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, they, Travis Kelsey's on a, on a decent contract. Um, you've got uh, Pat Mahomes' rookie contract. You've got Tyreek Hill, I believe, still on a rookie contract. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, why not? Why not? And win-now mode, right? Right. Last name I'll throw out, Kansas City. Going to be looking for a running back. I don't think Spencer Ware is the answer. Wouldn't be surprised to see him swing a trade for Jordan Howard. That'd be a, that'd be a great move for Jordan Howard, I think. Probably a great move for both. Depends on what they give. Jordan, Jordan Howard's still a talent. He just his carry. He was a bell cow. When he was a bell cow, he's fine. When Tariq Cohen came along and they're like, "This guy's explosive. We got to give him some touches." It became a timeshare. I mean, that's that's what happened. I mean, I don't think Jordan Howard is any less of a football player than his rookie year. I think somebody came in that deserved to be on the field just as much, and that's what they're doing. So I think Kansas City would be a good fit. But let's... I'm afraid Tariq Cohen becomes a, a Reggie Bush kind of guy. He kind of to... is, and I think they know that, but they've got to get him the ball. Like, they've got to get him on the field, much like, you know, the Chargers did with Eckler last year and – uh, TJ Yeldon with the Jaguars, like there's, you know, there's those guys that they're like, you know, he can make plays for us. And I, uh, Tariq Cohen is a playmaker. He's not a bell cow. He's not a guy that should get 15 carries a game. He's a playmaker that you draw up special plays for, and you make sure he gets at least 10 to 15 total touches in the passing game and on the ground. And that has hurt Jordan Howard. So yeah, I'd like to see him in KC. I think it'd be a good move. But since we're talking about the Bears. Let's just start off with that game. The Giants won 30. Coaching carousel? Oh, sorry. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. so uh, I, I, I don't want to miss this because this is just as good. We may not even do a recap. So, this so, is too much news. So the Browns, obviously, they they have an interim head coach. Um, I, you would have, after the first game, you're like, hey, you know what, maybe, uh, maybe this is the right fit. But now, all of a sudden... There's rumors of possibly Urban Meyer, which I'm completely dismissing. Me too. Uh, Mike McCarthy, which I think is a stellar fit. Someone with experience. Yeah, I, I don't someone, mind McCarthy. Someone who won before. You know, um, who else is out there? Who else are they looking at? Well, I mean, you've got you've got Jim Harbaugh rumors again. See, I I think Jim Harbaugh stays where stays right where he's at. I do too. Especially with Urban Meyer leaving. Absolutely. Well, why, why in the world is Jim Harbaugh going to leave now? He's like. 
He's like, okay, I can beat Ohio State now. And eh, Ryan Day's gonna be his daddy. Oh yeah, no, they're not gonna. They're, yeah, yeah, n- nothing's changing. No, sorry, uh, Northerners. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, Michigan folks. Nothing's changing. There, you still have plenty more losses to the Bucks before you get a win. Yeah. So, who, who you th- I've heard Lincoln Riley possibly coming to the NFL. I've heard. Um, what is it, Cliff Kingsbury possibly coming to the NFL? I've heard a lot about Cliff Kingsbury. That's uh, I actually like Cliff Kingsbury as as definitely as an OC somewhere. I mean, he came from that high fly Texas or Texas I was Tech to offense. Say, Texas Tech. He he's not that far removed from the league. But you know, he won't. He can't go to the Browns. That'll be a clash with him and Baker. Ooh. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Baker originally go to Texas A&M? I believe. Uh, wait a minute. We're talking was, Texas Tech. Or Texas Tech, yeah, Texas Tech. Okay, Sorry. I thought he originally went to Texas Tech. Hey, I, I might be wrong on that. Yeah. I might, I might be wrong on that. I don't know the entire uh, Baker Mayfield timeline there, but I feel like he did. So if if, if he did, I think, yeah, it was Texas. Tech. Uh, yeah, so that kind of X's that out because if uh, Cliff Kingsbury didn't believe in him before, what makes him think he's going to believe in him now? You, right, uh, he is. He's going to because, but Baker might be like, no, nah, no, nah, he didn't believe in me. I don't want him. Right. Um, and it was. It was Texas Tech. I wonder if, uh, I mean, to put a, a mind like, you know, like him or um, or Josh McDaniel or someone like that in uh, in Green Bay, though, uh, that'd be interesting. Well, I mean, the reason McCarthy lost his job for the most part is vanilla play calling. I, I mean, if you, Josh McDaniel, not exactly vanilla, but I, I don't. I don't I, think Josh I don't have McDaniel, much faith. I don't think he's a head coach. Head coach. Honestly. No, I don't either. Honestly, I, I just I've never. I feel like uh, the Bill Belichick coaching tree is just really because it's the Bill Belichick system. Oh yeah, it, it's that guy making you look good. And I mean, we've all been there. We've been in management. Yeah. Have you made somebody look good mm-hmm. and they moved on and they they sucked? Absolutely. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, it just not saying I'm I'm the the best all in. But your strengths greatest. can hide their weaknesses. Exactly. And, and the the other t- side of the ball, you know. So well, maybe it's Matt Patricia's DC can can hide a, a McDaniel's a little bit, or or Bill Belichick. Yeah. You know, I mean, for years and years, he he took over a lot of the the defensive play calling. He yeah. always had a DC, but it, it's his system. Yeah, your job as the leader is to make everyone around you look good. Do you think Tyrone Lou's a good coach? <laughs> No. I mean, do you, I, J.R. Smith, top tier player? No, I mean it's you got somebody there making you look much better than you are, and that—that's the Bill Belichick tree. Yeah, look sure. at all the failed coaches from the Bill Belichick tree. Like Pretty much all of Eric them. Mangini, just on and Josh on. Josh McDaniels was at one point. I mean, he goes to what uh, Denver and just flames out. Yep, Lions have had a tough year under Matt Patricia. Yeah, that's one year. I don't. I, no, I, don't. I know, but I mean, it's it's not. There is no instant impact coming from that Bill Belichick coaching tree. True, but I, I mean, is I don't see any instant impact. I, uh, maybe Mike Vrabel, you could say to an extent, but he never. He wasn't a DC for him. I think no, at but the he's, extent, he was he's from the linebackers tree. coach, and it, he played linebacker for him. Yeah. He's from the tree, though. I would give it. I would. I would call him a branch. I mean, if, if we look at it, I mean, the, I'd rather have the Mike Holmgren coaching tree or the Andy Reid coaching tree than the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Right. I mean, maybe not. I'll take Belichick overall, of course, because he's probably he quite possibly is the greatest NFL coach of all time. Uh, so anyhow, just lots of interesting names that are coming out here. Um, there was somebody else coming, a college guy, and I can't remember who it was. Mike Van Gundy. 
Actually, I, I think I did hear his name. Uh, I think I've seen it once. Him and there was, there was somebody else who was also a high flyer, and, and the, the argument is, you know what? There just seems to be some success out there with assistant coaches that are basically OCs that yeah. go in and, and excel. So, If Alabama wins a title, is Nick Saban going to be bored? <clears throat> no. <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick Saban is doing right now what Pete Carroll should have done at USC. He's staying happy because he's successful. If Pete Carroll never left USC, now part of the reason Pete Carroll, in my opinion, left USC is because there was a lot of, I mean, remember, Reggie Bush got his Heisman stripped. You know, I think they lost a national championship, got one stripped there. Um, I know they lost at least one season, uh, you know, worth of wins over recruiting violations, everything. Yeah. You know, Pete Carroll should have stayed in college because he was a great, a, and I mean great college coach. That's what Nick Saban he is does right have now. A, he does have an NFL title, though. It's uh, it, it, the players run the asylum. I mean, that's what it. it well, yeah. Now it, there, it's a there, totally there's there's a story. massive I'm amount of saying, dysfunction there. He had he had I'm, rookies that he could mold. Look at the, just think about this. Look how young his team was whenever he won that title, and as they all grew and matured, they they've left, or they are disgruntled with the team. Think, I'm just saying there should be no regret. On Pete Carroll's conscience, he won an NFL. He he did it at both levels. Yeah, and and that's rare. It is. There's not a lot of people have done that. I want to say maybe now. Should he go four. back? Yeah, it's time. You know, go back. I don't know if it'd be. I don't know what team he'd go back for, but <clears throat> USC's coaching job probably be available next year. Yeah, very well, maybe at least at the end of next season. So anyhow, um, to the game. Which one? Um, well, we'll start at the uh, the. Thursday game, Saints Cowboys. We already talked about that. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. No, I cut you off and said, "What about the coaching carousel?" No, I'm talking about in the last episode. Oh, okay. We talked about the Thursday night game between the Saints and the Cowboys. Oh, uh, I may not have paid attention there. Right, but it happens. It's it's all good. It's cool. My bad. It's My cool. Bad. Uh, let, let's let's go from the top. Bears Giants. We talked about the Bears a little bit, anyways. So let's just talk about some of the players from this game and let's let's put a, a little playoff twist on it. So Jordan Howard, 16 for 76 for the Bears. Tariq Cohen uh, had 30 yards on the ground and 156 in the air on 12 catches. Other than that, Allen Robinson had an okay game, nothing great. So as they're going into the playoffs, if you're rostering any Bears, are you sitting... Or are you I'm, confident starting in I'm, that first playoff game? I'm uncomfortable with all Bears. I'm not comfortable. And I think Tariq Cohen's a fine player. But he he's just as susceptible of having five catches for 40 yards and that being his day. Like, that, it, Tariq Cohen worries me a little bit. Not because of a talent, just because of an overall uh, workload, depending on how the game turns out. I agree. Now, the, and I don't, and I, and I'm not a big fan of Allen Robinson at all. No. No, and I don't. I definitely don't waste too much time on the Bears because to me, there is nobody that's a sure start in the playoffs. I, I'm with you 100. percent I wouldn't wouldn't mess with any of them on defense. Uh, Trevathan, Roquan, Eddie Jackson, absolutely. Yeah, there are guys that you. They're don't working sit. in Eddie Jackson on offense now. They're they're you're, they're talking about getting him some uh, some offensive plays. That's how dynamic they believe he is with the ball in his hands, and he looks that way. I got no problem with that. Of course, you know, whenever he does have the ball in his hands, he's not playing against defensive players, so that's a different story. Um, let's, every, go to the, let's go to the Giants' side. Playoff-wise, Barkley, 
24-125. Nobody really got it done receiving. Uh, Odell Beckham did his usual. It's either catches and yards or a touchdown. He did the touchdown this week. He got two of them because he threw one. That's true. He's got the uh, longest passing touchdowns on the season for the Giants. That's hilarious. He has two touchdowns of over 40 yards. Eli has none. That is hilarious. And yeah. Odell Beckham, right now, top 30 quarterback in the league. Yeah, right. <laughs> top 30 quarterback in the league. Now, um, Odell, you know, we said it before. He, you don't, you're not impressed with what he's done this year, but when you look at the totality of his season, you're going to be happy with it. And obviously, if you've got Odell, you have to play him. Your fourth best receiver is not going to outdo Odell Beckham. If it is, you're in an eight-team league, and you really need to step up your game play in a 12 or 16. I agree. Barkley, same thing. You got to play him. There's no possibility that you're in the playoffs, and you're like, I'm going to get all fancy and sit Saquon Barkley. Real question, though. I, I saw this on Twitter today. Oh, boy. Saquon Barkley at 101. Gurley at two. No. What do you think about that? No. I mean, just no. If it's a dynasty league and you want to because you want to, yes. Cool. Great. Me, I'm not doing it because Gurley is just, Gurley is on an offense that is not going to see any major changes in the foreseeable future. Still a young dynamic coach. Young dynamic coach. Gurley's still a young dynamic back. Jared Goff is a young, dynamic quarterback. The Giants... Young, good receivers around him, too. Yeah, the Giants need a quarterback. The Giants need a line. Do I like Barkley? Yeah, but I could see him having this season for the next two to three seasons until they get it all sorted out. And that's great. I was going to say, what are you... You're still a top three pick. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying if, if you project Barkley to have the same season next season, why would you take him over Gurley? That no reason for me for to take him over Gurley. I mean, Barkley has not let you below fourteen points all year. I know that's not, why he's number not, two. He's he's basically going to finish with right around fourteen hundred yards and probably ten to twelve touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's on the ground. Probably he's already got four in the air, so probably another one or two in the air. So, I mean, fifteen ish to seventeen touchdowns. That's, God, that's good. Oh, Barkley's great. I mean, he's great. I'm I'm not arguing the fact that he deserves to be in contention for number one overall. He does. I just, me, I'm talking about me, myself, and I, it's still girly for me. Right now, Saquon has 954 rushing touchdowns. Or not, rushing that touchdowns. Would Jesus Christ. That would be amazing. 954 yards, eight touchdowns, 74 receptions for 602 and four. That is phenomenal. Phenomenal. He's got over 1,500 total yards. It's absolutely phenomenal. Gurley has what, 1,650? Gurley has 1,650 and 19 touchdowns. I mean, it's a, it's a different level. It's a different tier. Gurley is tier platinum. Platinum tier. Saquon Barkley is titanium. And and it it could change in a year or two, but but I don't think it's going to change next year. Gurley's still going to be. He's twenty four. He'll play next season yeah. at twenty five. I mean, this is right. We are entering Todd Gurley's physical peak. His peak as an NFL player. This is in. I mean, it is insanity to think that he's probably going to have fifteen hundred yards plus, 
and he's probably going to get, you know, 700-ish total in the air. So we're talking 21, 2200 yards in total and 22, 23, 24 touchdowns. Yeah. Listen, you can't go wrong. So I'm not telling you not to draft Saquon 101. You want to, that's fine. Truth be told, they're only separated by, you know. 25 points. 25 points in our league format. A tiny bit over two points a game. But it's still girly for me until proven otherwise. Here's what I'm going to say. If if the Giants go out and aggressively address offensive line in the draft, this is what I said they should do earlier this year. If if they're going to be that bad, you address offensive line. And I'm talking literally – your top five picks, offensive line. And you say, all right, we're going to win on the ground. And if you suck again next year, that's when you trade some things to move up to that 1-1 one, one spot and get your quarterback. Because this year's draft class quarterback, not nearly as, as impressive as when Tua and Fromm come out. Right. Agreed. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next game on the docket. The Cardinals upset the Green Bay Packers. This is what got McCarthy fired in the first place. Doing damn near nothing. Yeah, the Cardinals didn't even have a big offensive game out of anyone. David Johnson let you down. Josh Rosen, you shouldn't have been playing him anyways, but he let you down. Christian Kirk, the only guy. Who the heck's Chase Edmonds? (laughs) The guy that vultured two touchdowns from David Johnson. I mean... Kirk went on IR after this game. So, I mean, you had a bigger letdown there. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean... Not having a great season, but an okay season. Something that showed you some promise. But how do you... If you're the Green Bay Packers and you have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez-Scantling... Marquez! I'm sorry I didn't put their spec on his name. Marquez! How do you lose this game? Is the Packers, man. They've been losing games all season. So, I mean, I wasn't exactly surprised at the outcome, but this, you know... Leads to this question. Is Aaron Rodgers the number? I mean, we talked about He's Patty not the Mahomes. number one quarterback anymore. I know, but is he the number two? I mean, is he is he elite? Yes. Still? Yes, he's elite. Is he starting I, to come down I, from I, the elite I, ladder? I, th- I do think that the tier right now quarterback is, is one person at, at the top. And then I think that Aaron Rodgers is falling into the into line with the likes of uh, of Jared Goff. You know, I think Jared Goff's into that second tier already. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are, you know, you're you don't expect them to be the best of the best of the best, but they're still, you know, guys you're definitely targeting. It's like Pat Mahomes, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and then and I I don't have the the numbers in front of me, but then I'm going to go, you know, kind of off the top of my head like Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, uh, and to an extent, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, you know, and I'm dropping Tom Brady way down next year. I actually had him down this year, but yeah. And if you got Rodgers, he, obviously you're still going to start him. Devontae Adams, you're going to start him in your playoffs. Aaron Jones, debatable, still not getting. He's not consistently getting the carries that but man Aaron he's Jones getting in the end deserves. zone. Yeah, he is getting in the end zone. I have to play Aaron Jones as a Kareem too. Hunt owner. I have to play him because he's. He was my number three. Now he's been thrust into the number two. That's what she said. And uh, the Colts and the Jaguars thrust into number two. You get, Let you me get ask that. you this one. Aaron Jones or Sony Michelle next week? So I, I go Sony Michelle every week over Aaron See, Jones. I've been taking Aaron Jones, and, I mean, it's it's worked out, so to speak, because of Sony Michelle's injuries. But, I mean, 
A healthy yeah. Sony Michelle, I take Sony every week. And Aaron Jones, he's an explosive player. Not getting the carries consistently. He's just yeah. just not. Let's uh let's talk Colts Jaguars. Uh the probably the most boring game of the year. Zero to six. Really? <laughs> Zero to six in the NFL in twenty eighteen? Really? Okay. Andrew Luck let you down. Marlon Mack, as we predicted six games ago, sell high on, let you down. Eric Ebron, 10 for 81. Thanks, Eric. I'm starting you all through the playoffs. Is there anyone else you're starting in the playoffs? I'm still starting Luck if I own him. Yeah. Marlon Mack is a no for me. And unfortunately, again, Kareem Hunter, Kareem Hunter, Kareem Hunt killed me. And Marlon Mack starting for me in the playoffs in my number two league. God dang it. I mean, stop going after guys' characters is all I got to say. Mack and Jones. I, I, I want to know what the sudden motivation of the the Jacksonville Jaguars was like what at what point did you decide you know what you know what we're uh we're we're three and eight I'll tell you what we're it was. three and eight we won what a game they did it for Cody Kessler <laughs> Cody, all hundred and fifty yards Cody Kessler Cody Cody they did it for Cody uh, not a single player on the Jaguars that I am playing in the playoffs if you not got, an offense if you have Fournette. Coming back off suspension, fine. I, I'll give you that one. Fournette might be the healthiest he's been all season since game one. So there yeah, you go. go ahead. On that. Yeah, go ahead and play him. That, that's fine. Browns, Texans, Baker Mayfield, one of his best games yardage-wise. Can, can, can we just talk about wise. the best player in this game before we go on? Go ahead. Kaimi Ky- Ky- Fairbarn. The kicker? Yeah. Okay. Five for five on field goals. Dude scored 17 fantasy points in one of the leagues I was playing in because they award for length, 23, I believe, 21 or 23. This guy right here, games like this, is why Matthew Barry and uh, Brad Evans, that's why they want kickers out of fantasy football. That won me a week. That performance right there won me a week. Made you happy. As the third highest scorer in the league, I won a week because of that. I mean, I'm loving it. I'm like, but he's oh, lights out, man. Lights out. You pick an offense that can get your kicker into scoring range and draft that kicker. It's strategy. It is strategy. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I'm playing him in the playoffs if I if I have him, and uh, if if you got Baker, the chances are kind of slim that you got someone better. So Baker's a start for me playoff wise. I like Nick Chubb. He only got nine carries. It was game dependent they were getting crushed the, yeah they were getting crushed the texans hopped out to a lead never let it go nick chubb didn't get his opportunity i'm still playing him in the playoffs if i got him uh jarvis landry six for 103 debatable is that it chemistry on, is that chemistry we saw might be might be chemistry building oh but my it, gosh. if if it depends on your roster uh if i'm playing jarvis landry in the playoffs right now i'm on the fence i'm hesitant about playing jarvis landry. now little hesitant. Let, let me ask you this jarvis landry or golden tate Ugh, man, I'm I'm gonna go Tate because I think Tate's building some rapport with Carson Wentz. He's been their best receiver the last couple weeks. I don't expect that to stop. I think Golden Tate is their PPR, you know, the the Eagles go to guy for the rest of the season. So I'm gonna go Golden Tate. Okay, Texans Watson, okay game. I think you got to play him in the playoffs. He's been he's been good enough this year. Uh, Lamar Miller strung together a couple good games against bad defenses against bad defenses. But are you playing him playoffs? 
He's matchup dependent. That's the biggest problem with Lamar Miller. I mean, he's put together an okay year. I don't hate what he's done this year, but if if you really look at what he's done, it's he's good against bad teams and he's mediocre against good teams. Right. I mean, ha- half of his games are single digit. The, the other half, he's like a hundred yards in touchdown. You know what the heck, Lamar Miller? And for someone who you know came out of the U and had some uh, pass catching chops, it just, that just never really developed in the NFL like like we all wanted it to. So unfortunately, no. He he end up with a thousand yards, fine season, but I mean, right. coming down the stretch, here's what I will say: this week against the Colts, mediocre. All right, this next the following week against the Jets, mediocre, and uh, the Eagles have a susceptible defense. So, Lamar Miller, he's got some decent matchups in, in the playoffs. So, I don't hate starting him if you have to. If you had Kareem Hunt, he's a great start. I agree. Uh, you know, in a hop, you got to stop, but not stop. Start. Let's uh, let's move on to the next game. Panthers and Bucks. So, the Buccaneers did what the Buccaneers do, and they squeaked one out. Panthers are on a bit of a slide here lately uh but cam newton i'm still playing him in the playoffs christian mccaffrey don't look now but he's on pace for well over a thousand yards and still catching all those balls christian mccaffrey is number three in our league format in running back scoring curtis samuel i love curtis samuel now freaking samuel He's good. He doesn't get you in the end zone this week. And can you be disappointed? No. No, because he got you 14.8 points in full point PPR. All of a sudden, I'm not saying he's a safe start, but you're not upset now that you've got to start Curtis Samuel. I mean, it just, Listen. if he doesn't get in the end zone, all of a sudden, he's, he's just getting you the yards that you need to, to have an okay week. I've came around. Curtis Samuel has had a second half breakout. And they've got something there. I actually love, I love the idea of that offense next year being McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, and DJ Moore just getting open and catching balls. Man, as I keep saying it, they're they're all the same guy. They're all the same player. Well, that's great. They're all effective. Get them on the field, roll with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the biggest problem whenever you've got, you know, a thunder and lightning type guy. You got thunder, you got lightning, and you got to account for each, you know, at different things whenever each one's in the game. Reminds me of the rundown. A little thunder? <laughs> yeah. A little lightning? Thunder, lightning, thunder, lightning. But, you know, when you've got all three of those guys, they're all, like, absolutely lightning fast. They can all make people miss in a phone booth. Like, I hey, I like the direction that the offense is going. I don't like Cam Newton as a deep ball thrower to begin with. So getting it to guys in space, what, what's it? What's that remind you of? What offense uses a lot of small guys, and just so happens to find soft spots in in the defense. Cheat treats. Yeah, so they take a little bit out of the the Patriots playbook, and it, it offensively, the production wise, it's working for them. Right, that it has. Tampa Bay end. Uh, Chris Godwin is a top twenty five fantasy receiver. In case you didn't know. And I'm comfortable. I'm I'm comfortable with him and Mike Evans in the playoffs. And in my 32-teamer, I'm pretty comfortable with Adam Humphreys. I'm not comfortable with Chris Godwin. You're not? No. I mean, Top 25 receiver. Yeah, okay. So 
Uh, okay, you're, it's you're like, forcing me to do this. Chris he, Godwin. His, his caps, this was his high point, by the way. All right, 21.1 points. And he's got a couple of 15 points, a couple of 9 18, points. 18, 17, 12, 19, 16, 13, pretty consistent. 8.2, 8.6, I mean, the, I, I just, he's, he's a deep ball threat. And I don't like deep ball threats. Not to hinge my fantasy livelihood on. All right, I'll, I'll give you this. He falls out of the top 25 if you base it points per game, which is what really matters. So, cool. That, that's fine with me. But I, I do like Godwin. I am starting him if I have him, uh, which in one league I do. Mike Evans, no-brainer. you got to start him even through some of the down weeks. No running back. I'm not starting Jameis Winston. No thanks. Unless you got any, I'm moving to the next game. Nope. Bills, Dolphins, a matchup. Full of fantasy studs in 1986. Not in 2018, but in 1986, fantasy studs all around. I mean, you got LaShawn McCoy. Right. You got Frank Gore. So listen, Josh Allen had nine carries for 135 yards. Like I said, Michael Vick, 2.0. Also, 231 through the air, two touchdowns, two picks. I suggested he was safe, uh, a decent start this week. I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. You deserve the crown. A la Barry Horowitz, patting myself on the back here, and uh, Zay Jones. Those touchdowns went to him. I'm not comfortable starting anyone from the Bills. Not even Josh Allen in the playoffs. Just too risky. And Miami, same thing. Uh, nobody gets consistent carries in the running back out of the running backs. Tannehill, three touchdowns. Yeah, great. But 137 yards capped you a little bit. Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills. You never know who's going to be the guy. Nobody's starting for Miami for me in the playoffs. Zay Jones did outperform Chris Godwin this week. And I think he's on up Two on touchdowns. That's yeah, three. but he's up on him since. I want to say he's beaten him since like week six. It's just, I don't want either one of them. Though. I guess that's my point. I'm comfortable with Godwin. I'll tell you who I'm comfortable with, though. And I probably shouldn't be. I'm, I'm, I think I'm comfortable with Josh Allen now. You know the 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 bust label. Get it off of him. Oh, get it. Yeah, definitely get because it off. Because Josh Allen's the best quarterback that that the Buffalo Bills have had since like freaking Jim Kelly. Absolutely. And I don't, uh, and I don't that, think he's a, a star. I don't think he's a star. But not yet. He's got. He's in the making. Hey, we, a lot of people wrote Jared Goff off a yes, year too did. early. Yeah, Josh Allen's been better than Jared Goff Boom. was year one. There we go. That's exactly what I was going to say. It, it appears that not everyone in uh, in Buffalo just throws people or the ball directly to the other team. He does it enough, but not not four He's or five times a game. Yeah. He's been better than Sam Darnold. I mean, that, been better than Josh Rosen. How about that Charles Clay call, though? Great call, one for nine. <laughs> Sorry. Great call. Sorry. It, it, was, it was a stretch. Wouldn't, wasn't Case Keenum one of your calls as well? Uh, Moving on to may, the next game. Maybe. 12 for 21, 151 yards and a touch. Stud. Got Did to... not have that 100-yard game on the ground like Josh Allen. But, hey, he it's got, okay. He got you a touchdown. They won. I and think... Philip Lindsay won. And and I know you're dying to talk. I'm just saying, a couple of those Philip Lindsay uh, runs should have been shovel passes. <laughs> they should have been. But, listen, again, if you didn't see it on Twitter, I saw two times on Facebook, two times, two times, two times, people saying, oh, no one in the fantasy industry called Philip Lindsay. You were just listening to the wrong show. You were listening to the wrong show, son. June 20th, 2018, after the draft, before training camp, Nick calls 
on what was I believe episode 53, one hour in, one minute, 20 seconds. He calls Philip Lindsay. So listen, if you're not getting your information from the right source, you're not in the right place. Some of us like Curtis Samuel in the preseason. Right. I mean, if you listen, he called Philip Lindsay. Uh, I called Michael Gallup one week and failed. And you called Charles Clay. I mean, we're, we're going to give you some duds, but you know what? The deeper analysis in the offseason, listen, game to game calls, everybody's wrong. Everybody's well, well, 50 50, but grand if, scheme calls, if you're hitting. If everyone, if you're listening to a podcast, everyone is telling you to start Todd Gurley, listen to a different podcast. If you don't know to start Todd Gurley, don't play fantasy football. It, I mean, it's as simple as that. I'm, I, that. That got me a little fired up there. I'm sorry, but it's like you. We're we're trying to help you win whenever it's not obvious on how to win. Whenever we're, we're trying to help you with a waiver wire guy or a guy that might have an up week whenever you've got an injury or something. You know. It, yeah, we're gonna miss game calls absolutely. every single week of every single year. But in the off season, if you listen to us with the. Uh, Take Geronimo Allison at the end of drafts. Take Darius Leonard if you can get him. Absolutely. We take, love take, Darius Leonard. Go out and grab Philip Lindsay as a look-and-see stash. Like, we're going to give you some good picks throughout the offseason. It's just up to you to listen and find him. Derwin James talked about him in the offseason. Look at the season he's been together. Buda Baker talked about him. Yeah. Look how great he's doing. And other pods hit. There's some pods out there that have great accuracy, and it's awesome. Like, we're not saying, like, listen to us and no one else. We're saying... I'm saying that, but you can say something else. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, we're just saying, if you if you are looking for some guys in the offseason that can help you win leagues, we're here to help you because we're playing too. So we are also studying every little piece of game tape from those college kids that we can, every piece of game tape. We're watching the from... bowls nobody else watches at times. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, hey, I watched T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> I want to say he was playing Division Two, And I, I'm like, this kid is just ridiculous. And yeah, I, I want I think he was a first round draft pick, first or second. And I whenever I saw it, I'm like, that's that's a steal. Right. T.Y. Hilton was a steal at the point at that point. But I didn't predict, you know, his high point being what it was, but I, I figured he'd be a fine receiver in the NFL. Right. Let's go back to this game. Philip Lindsay. Roll him out in the playoffs. Don't hesitate whatsoever. He has been fire this season. Cortland Sutton is finally turning it on. I'm not afraid to start him. I'm not afraid to start him in the playoffs. The only problem with Cortland Sutton is he, he relies on a lot of big plays. I want to say last week he had three catches for 85 yards. This week he has four catches for 85 yards and touchdown. I mean, touchdown, yeah. he's putting up the production, but... I, I, you got to start him. You have to, because the high, the, the upside's there. But man, it's so scary that if a big play doesn't come, that he's not going to produce. Right now, listen. If you would have listened in the in the off season, did you know you would have had yourself a top ten running back? Had you just tuned into that episode and listened to Nit as grabbing Philip Lindsay's a wait and see stash. He's actually the number eleven overall running back in our league format, but it's by point. Zero, nine. I'm going to say he's a top 10 running back. He had a great game. Moving on to the Bengals side, and that, that is him and Sutton. I'm comfortable with them. I'm not comfortable with anyone else in the playoffs. Bengals side, comfortable with Boyd. A.J. Green in, A.J. Green out. It Tyler Boyd is still producing. Uh, Joe Mixon is – you can't sit Joe Mixon. He's I had agree. a good enough season to where you can't sit him. So Mixon, Boyd, and – 
CJ Uzoma is coming on a little bit. He's giving you a little more PPR consistency. What you want to have a tight end is that seven to twelve points of consistency. Exactly. Uzoma's giving you that. So I'm not if he gets gonna... in the end zone, you get to the twelve. Yep. I I'm... mean, otherwise it's seven. Right. That's and I'm fun. not we can't fault you if you're playing him. So CJ Uzoma, not against him in the playoffs by any means. Let's move on to the Broncos and the Niners. No, Broncos is Broncos Bengals. Broncos got the Niners this week. I'm on the Broncos you're on thing. Ra- I'm on you're the, on I'm Ravens on the, Falcons. I'm on the kick, Ravens Falcons. Ravens Falcons. So, Lamar Jackson, still pretty good on the ground. On the ground. Still pretty good on the ground. Um, a lot of leagues. So is Gus the Gummy Gator. He's still you know, he's I, getting the carries. That's I, what you want to see. I, I And I was against it. I didn't think that he was going to have as good of a week. He didn't quite break 100. Didn't quite get there. But you know what? And I know it's a bad Falcons team, but I've got a lot more confidence in Gus the Gummy Gator. If Gus for some reason you were lucky enough to, to nab him whenever, you know, have him early before the cream hunt thing, awesome. I think you're in fine shape for the playoffs. I don't think you're going to get cream hunt production out of him, obviously, but you're going to be in okay shape. No receivers on the Ravens should be on your team for the love of God. Falcons, uh, you you can play, you know, Ridley and Jones if you want. They had terrible weeks. Julio Jones is a must start. We all know that. But really, there's no one else. There's no one else to me that I absolutely trust. Matt Ryan's fine. Matt Ryan's had a good season. Like, I'm not against Matt Ryan in the playoffs, but besides Matt Ryan, it it is Julio, and that is it. Yeah, see, you were saying Ridley. and I, I mean, Ridley's on the fence. Like, Ridley's like on Rid- the fringe, like, because of the name. Yeah. Ridley but, but reminds, that's really it. I'm not this, starting him. This season with Ridley reminds me a lot of Juju last year. Juju. All right. Eight touchdowns. He's got 650 yards, basically. I mean, fairly similar production. Juju's kind of a special guy. But I think Ridley's got that that upside, too. I think Ridley could have a Juju-like breakout next year. By the way, Deion Jones came back off IR, 15 total tackles and a sack. He's still still the fantasy linebacker to own, not named Darius Leonard. This just in, he's good at football. He's not bad. Not bad at all. Good at football. Rams, Lions, Rams got it done against the Lions. Of course, Todd Gurley went nuts. By the way, I do want to back to the Juju Smith Schuster thing. Last year, Juju finished nine seventeen and seven touchdowns. Okay, Ridley's already got more than him on the year. Oh, Ridley, Robert Woods, best guy to own as far as receivers go for the Rams. Do you disagree? Brandon Cooks kind of inconsistent. At least Robert Woods for is the rest that. for the rest of this year, absolutely. Absolutely, I'm I'm comfortable starting Brandon Cooks as an, as my number two. If yeah, I I'm okay to. with it too. But I'm going to tell you, um, next year it's it's Cooper Cup, and I mean Cooper Cup's going to be a fine receiver going forward. I think that he's got you know eleven twelve hundred yards basically for the rest of his healthy years. Oh yeah, Cooper Cup's a absolute stud in the making. But as far as playoffs go this year, uh, I'm okay with Robert Woods. Todd Gurley's also good at football. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. And I'm good with uh, Jared Goff. He's been great all year. For the Lions side, Matthew Stafford, it's just not really safe to to put your trust in Matthew Stafford anymore. And as long Man, as carry on top, is out. Top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. And then the year that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out and get Matthew Stafford. He freaking does this to me. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Oh, let me ask you about Kenny G, though. 
I'm comfortable. I'm fine with Kenny G. I mean, he's he's going to have his down weeks, hopefully not in the playoff times. But listen, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is a wide receiver three, and if you've got him as a three, he's safe as a three. The upside is enough. Okay. No, I mean, the you you really don't want him as your one or your two. That's no. that's the biggest thing. And, no, and, and three. I, I think you pretty much nailed it because on his high points, he's going to get you around 100 yards and a touchdown, and that is spectacular. Right. But on his low points, he's still getting you. Last week was his third. Excuse me, I guess his third lowest point of the season, but still got you eight points. And I mean, he hasn't. He wasn't the you know number one target for the biggest part of the year either. So we right. got to keep that in mind. But uh, Kenny G, I think he he'll be better next year, especially with a healthy carry on Johnson on the team, um, and I think carry on might be, might be back this week. I didn't check on that. God, but, I hope so. I need him. But if you've got you know carry on's going to be better for him. Um, Cardinals have a good pass defense. Let's keep that in mind for next week. But um, once he gets another complimentary receiver, because I think uh, Marvin Jones was out. You know, obviously Golden Tate. You know, he's gone. So Kenny G's got he can't be the only bright spot in the offense and expect to not be overshadowed and targeted by the defense. Right. Also a top 25 receiver on the season so far. Moving on to Chiefs and Raiders. Big time game. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, you're not sitting him. There is no running back I'm comfortable with. I'm sorry, Spencer Ware, truthers. He is not the truth to me. Uh, Tyree Kill, down game or not, you have to start Tyree Kill in the playoffs. You have to start Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey starting to push for that uh, elite number one tight end position. He's one A, one and one A. Him and Ertz. He's put. The, he's pushing hard. The tier it. ends right there, and then right behind them is George Kittle. Right, and then I think you got to put Gronk, a healthy Gronk, right there with George Kittle. Obviously, Gronk at full strength, and and you know the the glory of that offense has the ability to be the best tight end in the league, but we haven't seen it. The, the end-of-the-season uh, outburst from Kelsey has him squarely as the number one tight end overall, and it's no longer as close as it was. So you're definitely in good hands if you loaded up on Chiefs this season. Call him at that number up. one overall tight end, by the way. Oh, he's one or two. Don't get too bragging. Hey, a lot of that. people had Gronk as number one or Ertz as number one, and I'm like, man, Ertz never broke a 1,000 yards yet. Give me a break. Do you like any Raiders in the playoffs? I mean, it, it's scary to have a Raider on your team at all. If Jared you, Cook's fine. If you're desperate, play Jalen Rashard. Yeah. Jalen Rashard gives you a little bit in PPR, not a lot. Got to be real desperate. Yeah, you do have to be real desperate, but he's he's a better running back than Doug Martin. Yeah, can't argue with that. That that does it for that game because the Raiders just don't give you much. I mean, Jared Cook, yo-yo, and then, of course, Jordy Nelson. I, I don't trust Jordy Nelson. Jets, Titans, uh, Jets. Isaiah Crowell has been okay this season, surprisingly, but unless he is literally your number two running back and there's no one even close to him behind that, yeah, I'm not really wanting to start Isaiah Crowell in the playoffs. It doesn't exactly – Give me great confidence to do so. No receivers. I do like Chris Herndon. He's solid enough that if he's your number one tight end, it's fine. I wouldn't go scouring the waiver wire. Just roll with Herndon. Uh, but that's that's it for the Jets. I, I agree. Titans. Uh, really, man, Corey Davis. I want to want to play Corey Davis. He scored a touchdown, but he's not far and away the guy. Like, he's not far and away the best 
Is he the best talent, talent-wise, wide receiver team? Yeah, but stats-wise, he's not far and away the best. I mean, the, I'm not comfortable with any Titans. I don't know that he's the most talented receiver on the team, and I don't know that he's not. I think he is. Yeah, but him and Taiwan Taylor's right there. You know, I think that they've got something, whether they do or not. I think they've got something. Johnny Smith. I think Johnny Smith's going to be a good tight end. He's my kind of my George Kittle of next year, the guy that's going to be fairly cheap, and you can target him late in drafts. Right. Uh, but man, I, I I want Corey Davis to be good too. I had him on my team, and I finally had to cut bait. And did I ever pay? I I ever I paid for a Lions Golden Tate, a second and a third rounder for uh, for Corey Davis. And of course, then Golden Tate gets traded, and we see how it's turned out for me. But I still, it it bothered. The high points are great. The high points of a season are awesome. Yeah, they're good. But his mediocre games just aren't that good. Nope. And it, he's inconsistent, and it's terrible. Moving on, Vikings, Patriots, Vikings. Of course, you're going to start Cousins. Of course, you're going to start Diggs and Thielen. Uh, that's where it ends. I'm I'm not comfortable with any running backs. Neither one of them have had a good enough season for me to want to roll out there. That's it. Vikings, those two guys, obviously Eric Kendricks on defense and IDP leagues and Daniil Hunter, but that's where it ends. I mean, Dalvin Cook has in the last two weeks had double digits, and you know, three of the last four that he's played has been double digits. Yeah, he's coming on a little bit, but I'm not trusting him in the playoffs. Okay. I'm just, just was tossing that out there. Are you? Once again, if I had a Kareem Hunt... You know, if I if I've got a, he's not available. Let's just leave that out there. He's Dalvin Cook's not available. Someone hung on onto him. Simple as that. Well, I just mean if you got him. I mean, if, if, he's if on I've your, got if him he's and I had and I had Melvin Gordon, absolutely, I'm ecstatic having Dalvin Cook as my backup. Okay, he's he's a great flex play, but if I've got to squeeze him into my number two, I'm fine with it. Okay. I was trying to think of a good comparison there, but Dalvin Cook or Spencer Ware? Dalvin Cook. Okay. Just wanted to, just wanted to see, wanted to check. Test the oil a little bit. Tom Brady, I am not comfortable with Tom Brady going into the playoffs. I'm just not. Is he still a great quarterback? Sure. Fantasy-wise, not comfortable. He just hasn't been putting up the touchdowns. Sony Michelle, I'm okay with it. James White, absolutely okay with it. He's been fantastic for fantasy all year long. But that's it. That's where it ends for me. I'm not really comfortable with anyone else. Is James White the new uh, Darren Sproles? Yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent. The new Darren Sproles. I mean, that, that's like his best fit. And I, I actually, until they got in the same show, I really wanted him to be the feature back there. I thought, you know, what he showed in the uh, in the uh, Super Bowl that one year, like man, James White is just awesome. And then they never give him the full role, but he he's carved out a great role and a very productive role for fantasy purposes, particularly in PPR. Yeah, I think he would be up to the task if something were to happen. But for some reason, it doesn't matter what running back goes down. James White still doesn't get carries. Not a lot. No. Wasn't he a good carry back at Wisconsin yes. in college? I mean, yes. that, that was he was the primary ball carrier at Wisconsin, and, right? And I want to say, and I'm not even joking, I want to say he had like less than 10 uh, receiving or receptions a year in his career at Wisconsin. And um, nope, and then nothing after that. Yeah, indeed. Let's move on to the Niners and the Seahawks. Niners got trounced. But Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins had 414 I, I yards. A, a quick question. Are you comfortable with Gronk in the playoffs? No. I already said I'm not comfortable with anyone else on the Patriots. No, I'm not comfortable with Gronk. 
Man. I'm just you, not. Do you want to be the guy who's sitting in the playoffs with Gronk on your bench? I'm okay. When with he it. goes off. And here's here's the fact of the matter. Teams that drafted Gronk have scoured the waiver wire and found their replacement for Gronk. They found the guy they've been starting when Gronk has been nicked up or out. And I, I'm not reverting back to Gronk right now. Okay. Just just me. I can't do it. But San Francisco, there is not a player on this team on offense that I am comfortable with. There may not be a player on defense. You DeForest like, Buckner. You, you don't like Dante Pettis after his five for 129 and nope. two? Nope. A great game. But uh, is it going to continue? Is he all of a sudden? No. He's he, not he, showing any kind of consistency this year I don't think he's the answer this year, but I do think next Later, year. Later, yeah. I think next year he's going to be a fine receiver. I really do. I Dante Pettis, uh, I'll call it now, one of my uh, 2019 sleepers. I don't know if you can call him a sleeper. He'd have to be a breakout. He's I, had a good enough rookie season. Has he? Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, I think he's had a, He's shown enough flashes that he can't be a sleeper. Okay, so on the season, he has 314 yards and two touchdowns. Right, but he's been injured some of that. Four touchdowns, He's been injured some of that, but he has had three fantasy productive games. I just, I hate that. He had four games at a zero and uh, two more that were under five and a half. He's only played five games. No. On offense. He's only had a role in five games. I I don't know how much hype there's going to be for him in the offseason. I'm just saying... If he's available on a waiver wire right now and it's a keeper league, a dynasty league, that is someone I'm picking up. Seahawks, Russell Wilson. You comfortable with Russell Wilson? Love. Second half surge for Russell Wilson. Every stinking year, second half surge. Look at his career statistics. He's better for the final eight games. It's not even close. He's better for the final eight games. So ridiculous. It's, It's a bigger difference than the Ben Roethlisberger home road splits. Everyone knows about the home road splits for Ben Roethlisberger. Russell Wilson in the second half of every season is just ridiculous. 185 passing yards, but four touchdowns. Yeah. He is just a less than a point. Less than, it's not less than half a point. It's about half a point from top 10 status as far as dynasty, fantasy quarterback. With a terrible first half. Yeah, terrible first half. No running back for me. No wide receiver. I am looking, once again, back into the someone to grab a hold of because typically, depending on roster depth, Rashad Penny might be available in some waiver wires. Grab him for a keeper league, a dynasty league. I think he's going to be okay next year. Oh, yeah, if you can get him in dynasty, sure. But playoffs, no No. thanks. No thanks, I'm good without him. Chargers, Steelers, freaking Chargers eked it out. I love when the Chargers, Chargers are 9-3. and Are they a legitimate contender? They are now that the Chiefs have lost Cream Hunt. And that Joey Bosa's came back. Yeah. I mean, that, that combination, I mean, Joey Bosa is is an absolute spark plug to any team. And I I could be wrong, but he's been what back, what, two, three weeks? Mm-hmm. And I think he's got at least one sack in every game. I believe so. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty confident that's correct. Uh, the, the Chargers are, I mean, even without Melvin Gordon in this game, I mean, they put around 100 yards on the ground, 300 yards in the air. I mean, the Chargers are, uh, with a solid, not great, but a solid defense, that's that's going to be a team to compete with in the, in the uh, playoffs. Phillip Rivers, definitely startable. Melvin Gordon out this week. Justin Jackson stole the show 
with some really impressive runs for the Chargers last week. Are you looking at him if you if you're a Melvin Gordon owner and if you happen to to handcuff Justin Jackson, which isn't even the handcuff until the last week or two, but like if you have Justin Jackson, are you going to play him in, in round no. one of the playoffs? No. I'm no. not either. No. I'm not comfortable enough. I don't even know if he'll get eight carries next week. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I still feel like they're going to go to Eckler first. Um, Jackson might have a small role, but I don't think the role is going to be nearly what Eckler is in this game. The biggest, the best, the best thing about Austin Eckler, five receptions, twenty-two yards. He he gets you something in addition to the to whatever rushing he's getting. He's going to get you some action in the passing yep. game as well. He does not play well without Melvin Gordon, but on that team, Keenan Allen, I'm fine with. I think if you have him, you have to start him. That's where it ends for me. Outside of the defense with Joey Bosa, those those are the guys. I'm not comfortable with anyone outside of those guys. Steelers side, I'm always comfortable with Ben. Never a worry for me. Ben Roethlisberger, you got him. Play him. James Conner's going out this week. What do you think of Jalen Samuels? Is he going to be the guy that gets the carries? Is he going to be a threat out of the backfield? Last week, three for 20 and a touchdown. Are you playing Jalen Samuels if you're a James Conner owner with the cuff? No. I mean, it. okay, I, I, guess, I, I guess I'm saying this wrong. If I don't have another option, you got to play Jalen Samuels because maybe it becomes a situation to where Jalen Samuels, it's not James Conner, it's not Le'Veon Bell, it's the offense. The offense is what makes those running backs productive. And that's a possibility. We saw D'Angelo Williams do everything that Le'Veon Bell did. We've seen James Conner this year do everything that Le'Veon Bell's done. Maybe not to the greatest extent, but pretty darn close. Man, I'm just not ecstatic about having Jalen Samuels. I mean, is is he going to be your goal line back? You know, that that that's a that's a worry for me. What is his role? The Steelers have always been comfortable throwing the next man up into the offense and and letting him have the same amount of carries as the last guy that was up. So I'm I'm comfortable with Jalen Samuels. I I think I mean, if you did get lucky and nab him off the waiver wire, congratulations. I mean, he's Congratulations. big. He's big enough. I mean, he's six foot, two twenty five. I mean, he's a decent sized guy. It just, I, man, I guess you're right. I don't know. I, I really hate to see someone's first start be my week one playoff game. I guess that's my biggest thing. I, but what's available? That's the biggest part. What's available? What else do you get? You're going to pick up off the waiver. Jalen Samuels. About it. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm comfortable with. It. I'm comfortable with uh, Ben. Samuels this week, Connor afterwards, Antonio and Juju, and that's where it ends for me outside of Sean Davis and Terrell Edmonds on defense. So that that's that's the guys in the playoffs for those guys. Eagles, Redskins, look like the Redskins were going to eke out a win. Riding on the back of old AP didn't happen. Eagles came He literally back. had one carry. Pretty much. Like one, one carry, 90-yard touchdown. And got eight carries for eight total yards. Yep, it's like, I mean, what happened? You know, there was a, a, a the Vegas odds had him at fifty eight yards. <laughs> like the third carry of the game, <laughs> Vegas Blue, lost. It's like, oh, and I had him in my main league because Melvin Gordon went down. So AP, I started him, and I was just ecstatic. I was like, oh my god, this is the start of a two hundred yard game. <laughs> Nope, just eight more after that. I had a guy, the guy I was playing in my uh, number two league, he had AP down 20. 
And I'm like, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. He missed out, didn't he? AP didn't get 20, did he? No, no, he didn't. I mean, they do, if I'm not mistaken, they do reward for big plays. He he lost by like 3.4 points. So. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. What? what? Uh, I, I went to bed after that 90 yarder. I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm not even going to watch this game. Like, I'm not going to watch this this loss occur. No, I'm done. And then, of course, he did nothing else. I woke up next morning. I'm like, yes, yes. All right, other side. Other side. Nobody else I'm comfortable. I'm not comfortable with anyone in Washington. AP's okay if you don't have better, but that's it for me. Wentz, I'm fine with Wentz. To be honest, he has not had a bad season. It's just not what he was doing last season. So I'm still comfortable with Wentz. I'm comfortable with Golden Tate. And I'm comfortable with Zach Hurts, and that's where it ends. I'm glad Golden Tate's finally came around. I believe he led the team in targets or tied for the team lead in targets with uh, Zach Hurts, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tate's doing what Tate does, and uh, that's uh, – I'm surprised. I Honestly, I thought he was going to get a little bit lost in this offense, but heck yeah. Let me ask you about Josh Adams, though. No. You don't, you're not comfortable with Josh Adams. Nope. Listen, he got off to a wickedly slow start. And the reason he had 20 carries for 85 yards is because the the Eagles were salting away at a lead against the Redskins, who had a hapless situation with Mark Sanchez. That's not going to be the case week in, week out for the rest of the season. I don't think Josh Adams comes close to 20 carries again this season. I disagree that he uh, – I think he will come close to 20 carries, but I do think it's after the fantasy playoffs. I think it's against the Redskins in Week 17. Um, the the bad thing about Josh Adams is next week uh, is surging Cowboys defense with possibly the best linebacking core in the league, uh, followed up by the Rams, and you know they're most likely going to be down in that game. And then um, it depending on how your playoffs run, going against the Texans, and uh, they most likely will be down in that game as well. Boom. There you have it. That's it. That's the recap, Arms. Any closing statements before I send you your AWS to fantasy jail for missing the playoffs in our main league? I made in a couple others, so I'm, I'm not terribly upset. Um, so much promise on the season. Oh, dude. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. I still got my first rounder, and I've got Darius Geis as my number three, four running back. So I'm fine going into next year. Hopefully I can nab myself a uh, – I think I got like the sixth pick – from a playoff spot to the sixth pick in the last three weeks, like out of, in a 16 team, wow, rough. But um, it happens. Yeah, it happens. I'm not terribly upset about it. I, I'm a little salty, but not terribly upset. But guys, this is this is where the money's made. This is where you uh, you prove your your salt, so to speak. Listen to uh, listen to old Bark. Oh, listen. we got back to that. Listen to Bark and Knit and Arms. Oh, yeah, I thought you were gonna leave me out entirely there. Oh yeah, where's Nit? We did a whole show without him. Uh, apparently, I didn't. I didn't even realize he wasn't here until just now. Awkward. Awkward. I'm um. just kidding, Nittle. We love you, um, guys. Good luck in the fantasy playoffs. I hope you win all the beans and all all the uh, the uh, the rice and everything that you're playing for. What the hell, are you talking about? No, they don't. Nobody plays for money, right? Beans and rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. We should have just left it at Barks Out Arms. It's out. Peace out. Yeah, I'm just. I, I'm wishing. I'm wishing my listeners, our listeners, good luck, because you know what? They don't need it, 
but I just hope that they're not going against like a breakout Jalen Samuels game. That's all I'm saying. Good luck in the playoffs, guys. Good luck. I agree. If you made it, congratulations. Godspeed, win the title. And listen, if you didn't gonna... listen to us in the offseason, you'll make it next year. There you go. That'll help you out. But listen, we're going to do a little show sometime in the future in the coming weeks just to hear about what you did in your fantasy season. We'll take on callers like how did you finish? What derailed you? What propelled you? Mark's out. Good night. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening and be sure to give us a review.